Hey everyone, great to have you for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. It's so good to have you, and we have a special guest in our studios today, Mary Galino, and I'm very excited to have her, and many of you have been encouraging us to have more ladies on the cast, so we have uh, heard your cries. <laughs> so uh, Mary is a faithful body member here in the church, and she's a, a professional woman and has a, a great job and just has a great spirit. And really what's drawn us to ask her to be on the cast today is the theme on servanthood. And uh, she's one of these uh, dear ladies that are making a great impact uh, just by serving one another. And she has that servant heart of God. And I really believe it's one of the secrets in the last days as believers to know how to serve one another. So I've asked her to share some personal thoughts and whatever's on her heart, um, you know, along those lines. So Mary, it's great to have you. Thank you so much, Pastor Jason. It's a privilege to be here with you today, and I've been enjoying your episodes previously and just loving these thoughts about God and who He is and who He is in our lives and how we can share His love with people. Oh, that's great to know you're listening. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Really enjoying. <laughs> Listen to the other episodes. They're awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've just been really thinking a lot about um, God and who we, how we're made in his image and um, the diversity and the body of Christ and how he's called us each to a different role in that and how we can serve each other in his love. And it's just such a blessing to be part of greater grace and this world outreach. Uh, it's just incredible to be called here and part of this amazing body of Christ that we have people from around the world and in the community and the unity and the love that we share is just such an incredible gift. And it's just the love of Christ is so alive in our church. Um, and I just had a few thoughts about what it is to be a servant. And I read a quote the other day on a worship blog that says, be the reason someone believes in the goodness of God. Like we are often the only Bible people will read. You know, a Christian, the world is looking to us to see what it is to walk with God and how Christ and his, his Holy Spirit in us, um, he sets us apart. We are sanctified and he lives in us and through us and the gentleness and the goodness and his character that pours out from our lives, from him, um, is a blessing to the world around us. And it's just awesome to be part of that. And I think in just subtle ways that we can honor each other above ourselves and serve each other in love. And it really is not a work system, but it just starts with um, knowing who we are in Christ and receiving his love and settling that in our hearts and just believing God's character and who he's made us to be. And as we fellowship with him and we're still with him, we receive his peace, his love, his grace, his mercy. He leads us in ways that we can serve one another in this love. And there's a verse in First Peter that I just love on this topic. Um, and First Peter 4.10 says, like the good stewards of the manifold grace of God serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. And 
we were also just thinking about how God created us in his image and he is an infinite God and he's created us all individually, um, given us different gifts to use to bless the body of Christ and to be his hands and feet in this world and to love people with his heart and see people with his eyes and just really put others above ourselves, esteeming each other above ourselves. Um, and really that's just by his love, by his grace. And it's, there's joy in serving one another. And, uh, it's just awesome to see so many people come together to make this ministry happen. And so many humble, quiet servants that are pouring out day after day, so sacrificially without any thought of what it means for them, but it's a blessing for them to be part of this and to give what they can um, back to the Lord because he has bestowed so much on us. And it's just, it's beautiful to be part of this body of Christ. Excellent. I, I love how you started the cast, that quote. Can you read it to us again? Be the reason that people, go ahead, what was that? Yeah, it says, uh, be the reason someone believes in the goodness of God. Wow. Like maybe we could see suffering a lot in this world today with this virus and politics, with the violence, with things we see on the news. And some could question, like, where is God in this? Why is he allowing this suffering? Like, is he a good God? They could, it, we could easily naturally question that. But in the midst of this, we have joy. We have peace because we know who we are in Christ we have his promises. We know we're eternally secure. We have all of these doctrinal truths uh, to give us a foundation for life that no matter the circumstances we find ourselves in, no matter the challenges we personally faced, the suffering that we can go through, we know the goodness of God. And I think one of the most powerful testimonies could be when people in the world see us suffer if we could learn to suffer well with God, not denying that it's difficult or challenging, but just receiving his grace and seeking his purpose in whatever he allows in our lives. Like someone could look at your life and say, wow, like God is a good God. Like this person still has peace. They still have joy. And there's so much turmoil in their life right now. How is that possible? This is supernatural. And it's only by his spirit and us having fellowship with him through all the difficulties that we face. Mm -hmm. But also on the other side of it, it's, it's sharing love with people, even if they aren't loving towards us, especially when they're not loving towards us, being gracious and forgiving and kind. And that can help people to believe in God's goodness. Mm. Wow. That's a, that's a powerful thought. You know, thinking of servitude and really the servant is a representation of his master. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the, I mean, you work in the world. Uh, and so oftentimes people are maybe not so receptive to hear about God, but your life demonstrates the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, um, in our, in our, um, how shall we say ambition to, really convince someone to believe in God, maybe we forget that they're watching our spirit, they're watching our actions, they're watching how we, we suffer or how we uh, thrive. Do we forget God in our success or do we um, complain or react when, when things are not good? Um, it, it's such an interesting thing in servitude. It's like the servant leader. You, we've heard this mm -hmm. term like, 
again, representing uh, with our gifts someone that's greater than ourselves. Um, and, you know, just knowing you, your, your family, you have this amazing spirit of humility. And um, what would you say to someone that is, uh, you know, wants to grow uh, in servant, servanthood? I think of Galatians 6.10 where Paul yes. says, do good to the household of faith. And the impression in that verse is, a, is that it's even more um, important to, to handle believers well as a de demonstration testimony to unbelievers because, Absolutely. you know, we can turn it on and off. We can do the whole hypocrisy thing, but an unbeliever can see right through it. But like oh, yeah. a, a servitude, it's like, what's in it for me? You know, they may mm -hmm. say, why are you doing that? You could have so much more, you're this, this, and this, but you're just representing someone else, right? What would you say to someone that maybe wants to grow in that thought? I would say I think a heart of service comes from fellowship with God. It's his heart. Jesus was our example of what it is to be a servant. He was the perfect servant, and he wasn't serving for himself. It wasn't about any of his own ambitions or things he could get out of it, but he was just an example to us how we can love each other better. And I, I think service naturally comes when our hearts are full of God's love and we know who we are. And I, I think a good place to start would just be fellowshipping with the Lord. If if you are spending time with God and asking him for his heart, he will lead us in action, love in action. Like we're um, studying James this semester and the epistles, and there's a thought about, you know, this controversy of faith without works is dead. And we never want to strive. We never want to do it in our flesh, but we do want to serve and love. And I, I think as we fellowship and as we have this faith, it produces service. It produces it. God shows us little ways that we can love people in the body and just be available to help or use our gifts or, you know, whatever God has called us to do personally. But as you mentioned in Galatians 6, the previous chapter at the end of um, chapter 5, it's talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. And so, you know, as we receive the love of Christ as we're saved and ask him into our hearts, he begins to transform us. He gives us a new way of thinking through his word, uh, through hearing messages from the pulpit, from being in Bible college classes, listening to your podcast, you know, <laughs> just fellowshipping with one another. We grow as we receive, like mm -hmm. God is changing us. And I think as he does that, he will show you what purpose he has for your life. He has a great purpose for every single one of you listening to this podcast. God has a powerful purpose for your life, and it's beyond what you could imagine. And if you don't know him, I just encourage you, ask God to reveal himself to you personally. Mm -hmm. And I know that he will do it. He will show up, maybe in ways you don't expect, maybe through someone but he will answer that prayer and he will lead you into a relationship with him. And he will lead you to people that will love you and show you grace and love and just community. And that's something that we have to offer here and in different parts of the world. It's available to you. And God isn't calling us to change ourselves and to do better mm -hmm. and to live up to some standard. But he just says, come to me. Give me your burdens. I will give you rest. I will give you love. I will motivate your heart to be in tune with my spirit and what I'm doing in this world. Wow, excellent. Wow, you're 
you're like a little spitfire over here. I, <laughs> I, I, I love it. It's, you know, it's hard to be second. And I think a servant has yes. to learn how to be second. Yes. And, it, and I think it's one of the greatest secrets in Christian ministry, as you know. Yeah. Uh, you've been all over the world. Um, you're a mentor for ladies and and a real disciple yourself. But when when we're a follower of Christ, really, we become a leader. And, you know, nothing is beneath us. Like sometimes people might say, you know, you know, we kind of God's on our terms. So we're going to follow him our way. Mm -hmm. But really, a servant has surrendered themselves. And you keep using this beautiful word identity. Their identity is in the image that Christ has created them. And that's a beautiful, they have a unique recognition. They have a uniqueness about them. They're individuals. Mm-hmm. We're, and um, just like there's no eye that's the same, no fingerprint that's the same, yes. no person that's the same. And so a servant, that diversity represents the multi-sides of God. And mm-hmm. and actually when we do that, we are we are just so blessed. Rather than trying to get stuff for ourselves, yes. we're giving it away. And then God says, okay, uh, I will add to you what you are meant to have as you seek the kingdom first. Do you want to comment Amen. on that? Amen. I'm just thinking that verse, how it's, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And it's true. When we when God humbles us, and he will do that if we ask him to, maybe in ways we don't want him to, um, but he will, <laughs> is faithful to do that. Uh, but we really, I think of different songs too, where I am nothing. You know, it's like, he has saved me by his grace. And who am I that you are mindful of me? You know, it's like, what better way could we live our lives than to just give back what we've received from him? And we don't have to live in fear of death or fear of circumstances or different things that can happen in life. We have a peace that passes understanding from him. And we, we know where we're going when we die. We have all these promises And so it's like, okay, God, like, how can I live my life to serve you, to give back? Like, there's nothing I can do, you know, in one sense. But at the same time, he just, he leads us in it specifically, personally, as you were saying, we are unique and created in his image. And the beautiful thing in the body of Christ is the diversity in Mm -hmm. it, yet the unity at the same time. We have the same spirit. And as you mentioned, I have taken some trips with the body. We've done short-term missions and Eurocon and different conferences. And it is just awesome to see the same spirit in different countries around the world. It's the same humility, hospitality, the the well, warm welcome that we're so glad you're here. You know, people taking rides, picking up from the airport, you know, hosting in homes and serving meals and just great joy and fellowship in it. And people we barely know we can have fellowship with because Mm. we have the same spirit. Yes. And it's so easy. And and even if we maybe see some people a few times a year or every few years, there's still a richness and a depth to the friendships that are developed because of Christ. Wow. And we can encourage each other just to live in the gifts that God has given us and not compare yourself to anyone else. You know, he, he created us unique and we are meant to be different and that's yeah. okay. And so, you know, maybe we can ask God to show us who we really are and how he wants us to use what he's given us. Well, I think what you just said there is key because uh, it's easy to compare ourselves with others mm-hmm. and we want to leverage ourselves to look better. Or God forbid that we put someone down, that we would have some sort of advantage over them. But 
uh, you quoted Galatians five twenty two, the fruits of the spirit. They mm-hmm. they are what uh, motivates the gifts of the spirit. Yes. And um, so you know you you look at servitude and and it's very different. The world is not like this. It's like serve me. Yes. Do for me. Uh, take take take. This this message of give is so much different than the entitlement the 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 entitlement dogma that we hear everywhere and mm-hmm. like and it takes a, a a a shift and a humility to say that Jesus who was capable of doing everything became nothing right second yes. corinthians 5:21 he says yes. that he became poor so that we could become rich Amen. Uh, what what a secret and what a what a revelation like you don't mm-hmm. we don't come to that like by ourselves right mm-hmm. cuz we're all about have it your way, right? Gonna, yes. Like a Burger King commercial. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if they do it like that. No, anymore. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, everything's about you deserve it, and and the servant is second, right? Yes. What yeah. do you think about that? Anything? Or there actually was a movement a few years back. I don't know if it's still going, but it, there was a lot of talk about it called "I Am Second. Oh, okay. And it was this principle of God is first, Christ is first, I am second. But also, I think it could translate into like people in our lives, like honoring them above ourselves. And really, I think if we have this heart attitude, like, and we're walking in the spirit, God will lead us in service naturally. We may not even realize we're serving. We're just living in his love and sharing his love. And someone may say like, oh, you're such a servant. And it's like, really? What did I do? (laughs) (laughs) We're just like living in Christ. You know, it's it's a natural or supernatural, really, result of just fellowshipping with Mm -hmm. the Lord. And... And it's a blessing to everyone. But really, it is it is not a natural way to think. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, the world is really um, self-preserving, self-seeking. Uh, and, and it may be a challenge. Why would I want to serve someone? Why would I want to do that? What benefit is it to me? But really, when we have God's heart, he changes all of those thoughts. He gives us a new heart and a new mind to think with him and it's totally different from the world. Yeah. It's so different from the world. And I think that's how, you know, maybe God could speaks through our lives as I was saying earlier, like this um quote from Gandhi, he said, you know, about let me see if I can find this. So Gandhi once said, if Christians lived according to their faith, there would be no more Hindus left in India. Wow. And he was fascinated at the thought of knowing Christ. But when he met Christians, he felt let down. The world is filled with people who feel the same. They're intrigued by the claims of Christ, but sometimes shrink back because of disappointments with his offspring. And we could say, don't look at people, look at Jesus. And while that may be true, there's a sobering truth that remains. Whether we like it or not, we're the only Jesus some will ever see. And Dio Moody said, of 100 men, one will read the Bible and 99 will read the Christian. This is something I touched on earlier, but it's, oh. you know, it's a thought of... Say that again. Up. That was good. Um, of 100 men, one will read the Bible and 99 will read the Christian. Wow. And that's, that's powerful. Yeah. It's a humbling thought, though, you know, and it's not that we need to live in constant analytical state of, did I say the right thing? Did I do the right thing? Like, God has given us great freedom. Mm-hmm. 
And we can just relax in that and rest in that and trust he's changing us slowly. You know, it's, it's a work and he's patient with us and the body will also correct us and show us maybe blind spots or areas we can grow and encourage us to do that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very powerful thought to, to consider like, God, how could I live in a way that's reflective of you? Wouldn't you say, I heard this from a, I think it was Timothy Keller that, um, we're called to enjoy God. Like that's our calling. And I think we can have the Martha syndrome. I know Martha kind of gets like a bad rap, but she was necessary, right? Yes. She's super necessary, super capable, but her spirit was what came under question. She was capable, but her spirit was not enjoying God. But Mary, Mm -hmm. Mary kind of looked like the loafer here, but she was at, she was at the feet of Jesus and Jesus said, she is the one that's going to, what, what she's receiving will never be taken away. So in servitude, it's like, it's the capability is not the point necessarily. Of course we want people doing what they're called to do. Sure. But it's the spirit. Yeah. Because we can do the right things in the wrong spirit and it's a disaster. Absolutely. Wouldn't you say? A hundred percent. Yeah. And actually what I just shared was an expert from um, being a Mary in a Martha world and just this idea of serving. And we could look at that story with Mary and Martha and think, oh, well, Martha was being the servant. She was offering food. She was making sure people were taken care of. And that's what we should do. And that's true. But there was a unique event happening in her home. The God, God's son was present with them. Jesus was their guest. And Mm. Mary chose to receive what he had to share above running around in the busyness. And I think everyone in that room, he had their attention captured. And like he has the bread of life, right? He's the water of life. Like all of these things, like that's above our necessary food. And so Mary knew this is where I need to be at his feet to receive from what Jesus has to say, like what he has for me. And that's, and, and that's just, yeah, it's, we're very human though. You know, Martha's like, come on, Mary, help me out. What are you doing? And he's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> She's chosen the good part. <laughs> oh, I mean, I find myself like that sometimes. It's like, there's so much to do and everyone's just playing around. But it's like, God's yeah. like, okay, yeah. if you're God conscious, mm-hmm. then he'll show you the right tasks. Yes. But if you're task oriented only, sure. You miss God totally. Absolutely. And that mm. leads, leads to burnout. Yes. You know, when we are just so busy. I think sometimes if you're sensing stress or being overly busy, maybe it's time to just quiet for a second and mm-hmm. just retune ourselves with his Holy Spirit and say, okay, Lord, like all of these things are happening. What do you want me to do? Which which things should I pursue? What should I let go of maybe or delegate to someone else to share? And maybe someone is sitting in the church just wanting to be involved. There you go. You know, and, and maybe if there's an announcement made or something posted where more people could get involved, there's less burden on one person and the body of Christ and different gifts are being used to accomplish God's mission and what he has in our hearts. Ah. Oh. Well, I just want to plug real quick to say that if you want to serve in the body of Christ, come see me because we <laughs> we have plenty of opportunity. But, you know, we can enter that hero complex or that savior complex. And, yes. and like you said, it, it can really destroy us. But, you know, 
two things I was told early on as a Christian um, that really has helped me in time management. Because we know that time mm-hmm. management mm-hmm. really is priority management, isn't yes. it? It's like Absolutely. you do what you value and you build on what you value. Yes. Um, but number one was do what makes you come alive. Like what is it that, that makes you just tick and rock inside like in love a good that. way? Yeah. And then surround yourself, secondly, with things that edify you. Hmm. Like mm-hmm. surround yourself. I remember being overseas and a pastor told me that in a very difficult season where there was a lot of needs and a lot of trouble. But sure. we can kind of get into the service and mm-hmm. try to be the answer. And actually, we can lose ourselves. But mm-hmm. if we're doing what makes us come alive, then we're constantly being refreshed. Acts 3.19 in the Spirit. Yes. And then, and then also surrounding things in our life that edify us in Christ. And, you know, I'm sure you've had to do that. You've surrounded yourself uh, with things uh, that have edified you. I mean, you had a tremendous loss in the last year, your dad, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, I'm sure that was not an easy valley. And um, how did you, how did you surround yourself with things like, like sometimes our stuff can get so, busy that we don't have time for other people's stuff. Like how do you find the balance uh, in servitude when we're the ones that need to be served? Let's say there's an, there's something going on in our life and we need that extra. Uh, how did you get through that? Or, or any, any thoughts to someone that maybe is like thinking about, you know, Hey, I need to be served, mm-hmm. but there are so many needs around me, you know, and how do I balance that? Oh, that's such a great question. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I surprised you. <laughs> no, it is though, because you know we we do have needs, and and God has promised to meet all of them. He's promised to provide for us, and I think in the season of grief, which I still find myself in, hasn't quite been a year, but um, you know, I just knew that I needed to be in the body. I just needed to be in the church. I needed to show up to whatever I could, maybe not thinking, what am I going to be able to offer? But God, like, I'm going to show up and I know you will too. Wow. And also allowing myself to be vulnerable, allowing myself to grieve. There are moments in church where things reminded me of him or a song he loved to sing and it just broke me. And just allowing myself to be vulnerable with the body of Christ and to share um, my brokenness and just the sorrow that it is to lose your father. And Mm. I heard so many stories from different people in the body. I don't know so well, but got to know through this who share their own um, seasons of loss and things that helped them and just principles that we can live by to draw near. And it's so interesting. If we choose to just show up, we choose to draw near God will comfort us. He Mm. has comforted me so much through the body, through his word, just the love that is so alive here. Like you were saying, do what makes you come alive. Like it's the passion of Christ in us that motivates us. And it's so alive in our church. And I'm so grateful for that. So just to show up and be in his presence, you know, the Holy Spirit is our comforter. Mm. And where else would I be? You know, like there are times where I didn't want to be around people. I just felt so fragile and so broken and so on the verge of tears that I just didn't, I, we don't want to be around people in that state, but actually like just choosing to show up anyways mm. in that broken state. And there's so much compassion and love that was poured out from the body 
um, towards me and for me and just people saying praying for you and just you know I'm here for you or can we go grab a coffee like what do you need you know and I'm praying for your family like it's just beautiful to build each other up and to just be transparent with mm-hmm. each other with what we're struggling with and what we're going through and and sometimes though God will call you to be a servant in that season in a way and it's taking the focus off of the loss and showing you there's still beauty in this life and I still have a purpose for you and we can have sorrow in our hearts but continue to move forward with him because there's more life to live and and yeah. my my dad was a believer and his memorial service was beautiful and we just had so many great conversations after that and I learned more about who my dad was in his service his coworkers were sharing that he always had his Bible open. He was always praying. He was feeding people. You know, he was this, he had this jubilant laugh. One of his coworkers wrote a poem about this jubilant <laughs> laugh that he had. And my father, in my experience, was very quiet and reserved and kind of sat on the sidelines and just minded his business. He was an engineer and helped fix things. But at his workplace, where he spent most of his time, he was just so passionate and alive. And I was wow. just so grateful to hear that from so many people that he spent so much time with that he was this other person I didn't know that so much like me actually and it's just it was awesome but he he was definitely a servant he was humble and I think my mom is as well she's very self-sacrificial so I really had great examples in my life of just Mm. what it is to die to yourself to take up your cross to walk with God to just put people above yourself. And when we do that, like we find him in it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is such a rich thought. I mean, preferring one another above yourself. I mean, Romans twelve ten. I mean, in relationships, that's how relationships last. Yes. Uh, learning to um, prefer one another higher. You know, maybe I love what you said earlier too, like just showing up. Maybe we think people need something, but they really need something else. They need mm-hmm. to see our fragility. They need to see our dependency on God. They need to see our honesty. And that is such a gathering tool. It's not mm-hmm. being superhuman, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, which we all know you're Wonder Woman, right? <laughs> uh, you know, we all have the S underneath our shirt. Here, right? <laughs> and God's like, be strong in the power mm-hmm. of my might. Amen. And uh, that's where um, really people are like, I really like that quote. One person reads the Bible and then 99 reads the individual. Yes. And it's like, wow, like your spirit, my spirit, great thing, a little things done with great love, as Mother Teresa always used to say. Love that thought, yeah. It's like that is impactful. And then also the Hindu thought, right? That was mm-hmm. very interesting. You know, and not to not not to say something about hypocrisy, but sure. you know, if if I'm in a place where I'm miserable, mm-hmm. then maybe God wants me to move from that place to a place where we can delight in him yeah. so that we can serve others and really enjoy God. Any closing comments? Uh, Just one thought from Philippians 2. um, In verse 3, it says, With humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. And I think this kind of just sums up everything we've been talking about. You know, um, it's that humility in our hearts and in our lives that allows us to to make others more important 
And mm-hmm. if we're all doing that, everybody wins, <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. These are definitely things that we learn uh, from the spirit. They don't come natural. Uh, but the last will be made first at some point in eternity. And Mary, thanks so much for sharing your heart today. Great to have you. Hopefully we can have you on again. And uh, God bless you. And friends, uh, drop us a line. Let us know uh, just what's on your mind and heart. And just, uh, again, thanks for taking the time to listen to the Inner Revolution podcast. Thank you, Pastor Jason. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.